0: Hello and welcome. You're listening to Stadia Rocks. Hi, Rock here with the podcast for busy people and casual gamers. In today's show, I'm excited to reveal two new features to keep things fresh. In the first new feature, Tip Top, I share some of my favourite tips. And as if that wasn't enough, I'm also launching another new feature this week Stars of Stadia. A weekly look at an individual in the Stadia community who stands out for the work they've done or content they've created. Also in this week's show, we have all of our regular features. We catch up on the latest news, we continue our foray into the history of Stadia, and we put lost words through its paces in the Rock Review. The latest news from Stadia. This week saw the Google Developers Summit take place. Originally intended to be a conference, as in previous years, but instead moved online. The opening keynote contained a small section for Stadia, although there were some interesting bits within it for the rest of us. Firstly, they revealed a wall of studios currently working to develop for the platform, and went on to announce a new initiative to encourage more independent developers to publish on Stadia called Stadia Makers, the initiative aims to ease the way with support from game engine provider Unity, as well as hardware and potentially financial support. Also at the summit, Star Labs' Erin Hoffman-John revealed an ongoing partnership with British studio Splash Damage to bring an as-yet unnamed title exclusively to Stadia. Famed for their work on Gears of War, Halo, Batman Arkham and Wolfenstein, the studio hinted at more news in the coming months. New games on Stadia this week include Ubisoft's The Crew 2 and multi-award-winning Lost Words Beyond the Page. There were also big updates for Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Breakpoint and Mortal Kombat 11, the former being a huge overhaul of the game with extensive new content, the free-to-claim Pro games for April were also announced this week. Once more, three titles are to be made available: Spitlings, Series Sam: The Collection, and the brand new Stacks on Stacks on Stacks, which is exclusive to Stadia for 12 months. All of these titles will be available from April the 1st. Well, those were the biggest stories this week. If you have any news you'd like us to cover, please email hello at stadiarocks.uk or visit the stadiarocks.uk website or contact Stadia Rocks on Twitter. What's up, Rock? In episode six, we covered the story of Stadia up to the public reveal in 2019, showing that the roots of the company go way back. In this episode, we will take a look at what happened after the public reveal, to the present day. On June 6th, 2019, Google launched a Stadia Connect on YouTube. Unlike the previous developers' conference, this was purely for the players. For the first time, they not only announced the launch date, November 2019, but the cost of entry. In order to play Stadia on the launch date, Players would need to pre order a bundle of equipment called the Stadia Founders Edition, which at $129 included a Chromecast Ultra required to connect to a TV, an exclusive limited edition Night Blue controller, a unique Stadia player's name without any trailing digits, and three months free Stadia Pro subscription, which would eventually revert to $9.99 a month. There would also be a buddy pass with each pack, which would allow purchasers to gift three months of Stadia Pro to anyone of their choice. At the same time, they also announced a number of games which they said would be available at launch, including Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Breakpoint, Division 2, Get Packed, and Guilt. Sadly, only the last of these made it out at launch, an unfortunate side effect of reliance on third parties, dynamic marketing timelines, and an evolving business model. On top of these titles, VP of product, John Justice, revealed that founders would have access to Destiny 2 the collection, which would include all the free and paid for content for up to 12 months after launch, as well as being able to port across progress from other platforms. Justice also revealed Stadia Bass. Bass would allow players to purchase games and play them without paying the Pro subscription. However, all games would be limited to 1080p resolution and there would be no HDR or 5.1 surround sound. As it transpired later, few games were 4K in any case. However, the added bonus for Pro subscribers would be exclusive discounts on titles that base players would not have access to. Pro was clearly aimed at the console or PC community, whereas base at the more casual or price-conscious player. Stadia would launch in 14 countries to begin with. Belgium, Canada, Denmark, Finland, France, Germany, Ireland, Italy, Netherlands, Norway, Spain, Sweden, the UK and the United States. Also revealed in June, Ubisoft announced that they would be adding Stadia to their Uplay Plus subscription service sometime in 2020. This was first-hand proof of how much work had been going on behind the scenes, and Ubisoft had been a very visible supporter of the platform, with a sizeable chunk of available games coming from the stable. There was to be just one further Stadia Connect before launch, in August 2019, where further titles slated for arrival on Stadia were highlighted. Unfortunately, as we now know, many of these were unavailable at launch, or indeed within the first year of launch, and although this raised more than a few eyebrows in the early post-days of launch, it's debatable whether the non-gaming market, as Google calls them, and most likely representing the main focus of the platform, were overly concerned. In September, leading up to the launch, Stadia ran out of Founders Edition controllers in Europe and introduced the Google Stadia Premier Edition Pack instead. This consisted of the same hardware as the Founders Pack, with the exception of a clearly white controller and no dedicated Stadia name. Shortly after this, the Premier Edition would go on to be the de facto pack to purchase in order to receive three months free subscription and a buddy pass although controllers and Chromecast Ultras would be available separately if preferred. In October, a month before launch, Google Stadia opened their first dedicated game development studio in Montreal, Canada. This was exciting news as it further demonstrated the company's dedication to the future of the platform, something many were concerned about given Google's history of closing divisions that didn't achieve as hoped. Just before launch, Google announced that they would be releasing codes ahead of posting out the packs, and as soon as these were received, customers would be able to play via a Chrome browser. These were only released on shipment of the pack, however, and it became clear that Google were releasing these in batches, with few people getting them delivered in time for the actual day of release, and some not getting them for days or even weeks later. Thus began a bittersweet relationship with the customer base and fodder for a soon-to-be-exposed army of negative content creators. Within a few days of packs and codes being received, a number of traditional gaming channels, publications and creators began publishing negative Stadia reviews. In some cases this was due to attempting to play on the platform in sub-optimal circumstances, for example a shared office broadband connection. In other cases, it had no substance at all, and in a few instances, the negativity came from people who had not trialled the platform or had any intention of doing so. Within the community of paid-up Stadia players, however, there were some concerns that the promised features were nowhere to be seen, and there was little communication from Stadia as to why or when these would be rolled out. Further to this, it soon became clear, as mentioned earlier, that many of the promised titles that were slated for release at or shortly after launch were failing to materialise. Stadia arguably did little to calm the concern by remaining tight-lipped during this period, a marked contrast to what had been a more prominent pre launch communication strategy with regular press releases and executives readily available for interview. A week prior to launch, Stadia announced that there would be just 12 titles available on the platform. However, just before launch, they announced a further 10, taking it up to 22, thanking developers for working hard to get them ready. The free-to-claim games for pro subscribers on launch were Destiny 2 and Samurai Showdown. But as the platform had launched close to the end of the month, December's parcel of free-to-claim pro games arrived not long after in the form of Farming Simulator 19 and Tomb Raider Definitive Collection. Farming Simulator had been on sale at launch, and purchasers were annoyed that less than two weeks after launch, something they had paid for was now free to subscribers. Stadia took a pragmatic line, however, and not only refunded those people, but boosted the version of the game to the highest available edition. Also in December, news broke that Stadia had purchased Montreal-based developers Typhoon Studios, who was shortly to release Journey to the Savage Planet, although notably not on Stadia. The purpose was clearly to help populate Google's recently opened development studio, and Typhoon's founder, Alex Hutchinson, would later become senior creative director at Stadia. The first quarter of 2020 proved an up-and-down one for the platform. On the plus side, games continued to be added, slowly at first, but eventually in a steady monthly stream. But negativity around the platform from the traditional gaming press reached new levels of bias, with one story even claiming an anonymous independent developer stating that nobody wanted to develop for the platform because Stadia all but ignored them. With many of the titles on Stadia from independent studios and many more shortly to be released, this didn't make any sense. But it was clear stadia was the platform the press loved to hate and the clicks proved it resonated with traditional gamers too in march 2020 stadia games and entertainment known internally at google as sg and proudly announced another brand new development studio this time launching in Player vista california as if this wasn't news in itself what sent shockwaves through the media was who google had attracted to run the studio none other than shannon studstill an industry veteran famed for her work at sony and in particular on titles such as the multi-award winning god of war reboot in march 2020 amidst a global flu pandemic google's annual developers conference was moved online to avoid the risk of infection the gdc summit keynote was used to underline stadia's commitment to working with some of the world's biggest studios but more importantly to launch initiatives designed to make the progress to the platform for independent studios easier. Stadia makers would provide greater levels of technical support, development hardware, and even financial support for studios that fit the criteria. At the same event, Erin Hoffman-John proudly revealed that sg and had been working with UK-based Splash Damage a studio well-known for work on Halo, Gears and Batman titles, to deliver an as-yet unknown game. Clearly, a significant body of work, Splash Damage have confirmed more information to be revealed in the coming months. In next week's What's Up Rock, we will take a look into Rock's crystal ball and make some predictions on the future of Stadia. This week's Rock Review game is... Lost Words Beyond the Page. This week, Lost Words Beyond the Page launched on Stadia. Lost Words is an independent title that has won many accolades and awards, even before launching exclusively on the platform. Although a perfect family title, its beauty and charm resonates through all ages, and it is proving a very welcome break from global events. Each game that we put through the Rock Review Labs gets ranked out of five for how quickly the game loads, can you start from where you left off, how easy is it to play, is it a rewarding experience, and finally, is it good value? So firstly, how quick does the game load? Once through the initial sequence of logos and disclaimers, which can't be skipped, the game loads very fast, within a few seconds. No problem here, jump on and jump straight in. Lost Words finds itself at the top of the pack with a 5 for loading speed. Can you pick up where you left off? Loading up from a previous game drops you straight back to the exact point you left off. This is rare as regular Stadia Rocks listeners will know, so I'm delighted to award Lost Words a further 5 out of 5 for this feature. Is it easy to learn? Lost Words actually employs an interesting mechanic that is rarely seen. You control your main character with your left thumbstick, if using a controller, but your right is used to control a separate supporting character, your Firefly. As complicated as this sounds, it really isn't, and overall the game is super easy to play. For trying something new and getting away with it, I'm awarding Lost Words a further 5 out of 5. Is the game rewarding? In determining how rewarding the game is, I would argue that unlike other games where the reward is, say, in levelling up your character or uncovering new secret areas, the reward in Lost Words comes from the experience, the beautifully written and executed story, particularly as a shared experience with children. Like reviews of Guilt and Metro Exodus in previous Rocks reviews, Lost Words will affect you on an emotional level, and for that I have no hesitation in adding a further 5 out of 5 for Lost Words. Is it good value? In what is now becoming a clear strategy for Stadia, Lost Words as an independent title is reflected in its very affordable price tag. Yet this is no way undermining the quality of this title and I can't recommend it highly enough as a welcome addition to any stadia library. Once again Lost Words gets an unreserved 5 for value. So there it is! Lost Words is the new Rock Review Champion of Champions with a clean 25 out of 25. We now welcome two new features to Stadia Rocks. The first new feature is Tip Top, in which I share some of my favourite Stadia tips. This week, we have five top tips for Stadia itself. Number one, refunds. One of the advantages of buying games on Stadia, as opposed to most other platforms, is that as long as you don't play a title for more than two hours in a two-week window, you can request an instant full refund simply pop along to your Google Play account click on account down the left hand side and then recent orders to be able to refund on any game that you've bought within the two-hour two-week window number two 4k or 60 frames per second precious few titles on stadia at the moment are both 4k and 60 frames per second but we do expect this to change in the near future for now If a game is 4K, but 30 frames per second, it's possible to achieve 60 frames per second by sacrificing the 4K and dropping down to 1080p. Here's how. Open your Stadia app, tap on your avatar in the top right corner, and select Display and Data. Now select the middle option. The next time you fire up Stadia, you will be restricted to 1080p, but you should see more of your games running under 60 frames per second. Also, you'll see a big drop in data usage, which is a bonus if you're on a capped plan or share your connection with other people and are struggling to get the necessary bandwidth that Stadia needs. Thirdly, using a modern controller on Chrome. Miss your old PlayStation gamepad or your Xbox controller? Fear not, as long as you connect them to your mobile phone, PC, or laptop, with the normally supplied lead, you can use them to play Stadia. We're also expecting an announcement soon that wireless controllers will be usable on mobile devices. Number four, switch on game mode via your Google Home app for the best experience. For the best experience, your TV should be set to game mode, a dedicated video mode that prevents the TV from doing any internal processing and therefore reducing any latency. You can force your TV to use this mode by going to the Google Home app that you use to set up your Chromecast Ultra and making sure that game is turned on. And finally, don't forget to look at the Explore tab on your app. At the bottom of the screen is a link to the Community Forum blog. Here is all the latest news and updates published by Stadia. So make sure you visit regularly to keep up to date with what's going on. finally this week we introduce one more new feature where we aim to highlight a member of the global Stadia community who's been instrumental in promoting the platform or providing an invaluable service to the
1: greater community.
0: Hi Star of Stadia, please tell us a little bit about
1: yourself. Hi there Rock, thank you for having me on your channel. My name is Dan Wheeler, I'm 31 years old and I live in the UK. I work in IT support primarily, but I also make websites as a hobby in my spare time. Hi Dan, welcome to Stadia Rocks.
0: So, why Stadia?
1: Yeah, I just remember watching the first Google Developer Conference where they showcased Stadia for the first time, and I just remember being blown away by what they were showing. The fact that they could deliver AAA games over the internet without the need for a localised hardware was amazing, and I knew I wanted to be at the forefront of that technology. So me being a web developer and having made quite a few projects in the past, I knew that I wanted to make something that would bring Stadia fans together, and not just the fans, but also the content creators as well. Um, Hence why Stadia Source was born. And it's an amazing resource. Tell us more. So I actually built and coded the entirety of Stadia Source from the ground up. And we are the number one source of Stadia news currently on the web. Some say even more than Stadia themselves. We also have a YouTube channel that does regular Stadia content as well as a weekly podcast as well. And one of the more recent goals that Stadia Source has been trying to achieve is to bring the fans and the content creators all together and to highlight some amazing content creators such as yourself um, to the wider community. And that also includes um, having people on our podcast shows or me or various members of my team also appearing on other people's podcasts as well to uh, spread the word of Stadia. You've already added so much to the community, but what are you most proud of achieving? What am I most proud of achieving? Well, if you ask me, it has to be the Stadia Super Saturday event, which me and various members of my team helped coordinate at the beginning of this year. And what that was, was a whole 24 hours where various members of the Stadia content creating community came together to basically put content on YouTube for the entire day related to Stadia to showcase how great Stadia was and dispel some of the myths surrounding it. Um, We had thousands of viewers view content throughout the day. We had various content creators from around the world participating from the UK, France, Canada, USA, We gave away games as prizes and also official Stadia merchandise, which Stadia donated themselves as well. So, yeah, if you ask me, that's probably one of the biggest achievements that um, I've had in the Stadia community and probably one of my proudest as well.
0: And I think everybody was hugely impressed with Stadia Super Saturday and all of your efforts, Dan. What do you think, on reflection,
1: is next for Stadia? So I obviously want to see Stadia flourish and I also want to see more people jump onto the platform and just try it for themselves and realise it is a great platform for playing games on everything from your small indie games to your AAA games and I also want to see some of the rumours dispelled regarding Stadia that you often see posted on people's websites and videos and I I just want people to try it and just realise how great it is like we do. And I also want to see Stadia um, actually communicate a little bit more with us as the fans and let us know and put us at ease when it comes to the fact that, you know what I mean, more games are coming, um, especially the AAA games, which people are desperate for as well, which we know takes time to create, but we at least want to know that they're coming rather than being kept in the dark. Um, As for the community, obviously I want to see more and more people creating quality content and uh, just spreading the word of Stadia, like I've said multiple times so far. Great answer. And what next for you and Stadia Source? So in terms of Stadia Source and myself, I'm obviously going to keep running the website as I have been, along with my team, who are absolutely brilliant, by the way. I also want to ramp up our YouTube presence as well and get better and more consistent at making videos. And finally, I've actually got quite a few ideas in mind on how to improve the website and bring tools that people will find helpful um, just in basically their Stadia journeys. So, yeah, keep your eye on that one. And finally, where can people find you? If you want to know where to find us, it's StadiaSource.com, and you can also follow us on Twitter, at StadiaSource. Thank you, Rock, for having me on your channel. It means the absolute universe to me.
0: And that was Dan, an absolute Stadia superstar, and thank you, Dan, for taking the time to come on Stadia Rocks. Well, that just about wraps it up for another week. I hope you've enjoyed this week's show. If you have, please give us a like, follow us on your podcast app, or subscribe to us on YouTube. Keep your feet on the ground, your head in the cloud, and enjoy your gaming.